0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. You're here watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is July 25th and it's Tuesday, which means we've got WWE NXT to break down here tonight. I can't wait, uh, mainly because I've, this is going to be an exciting week here on the channel. I'm literally live almost every single day. So before I get into NXT, uh, here's the quick lineup for this week so tonight i'm here for nxt tomorrow i'm here with righteous reg for wednesday nights aew dynamite on Thursday I'm going to be dropping a new interview with a WWE talent uh, you guys will find out once the interview actually drops and then on Friday I will be here for Smackdown and then Saturday I'll be here for AEW collision and then Sunday I'm going to be doing a watch along for the Great American Bash so there's going to be a whole lot to uh, to do this week man Um, all right so let's get to it everybody let's break down what occurred on an NXT here tonight. Um, First and foremost, the thing that I want to say about NXT today is that everything that was good was pretty damn good today. And everything that was not good was not good. Like, I don't know how to explain how to explain this. It was either on one extreme or the other. Like, there was nothing to me on this show that was in between you either liked it or I did not point blank. And that's kind of how I felt about everything that we saw here on today's show. I want to say one thing. I think that today, the women of NXT were the ones that absolutely killed it there is a match that i cannot wait to dive into to talk about because it really got me just like overall excited about the future of the women for nxt and all of that good stuff but uh thank you so much to everybody who's coming through here on the chat all of the uh comments and everybody here shout out to all of the youtube members that are also uh here on the stream i appreciate you guys very very much so thank you so much for uh all of you guys being here so let's get to it um i want to break down the show by um i was going to do it by great Amer- by the matches that are taking place at the great american bash But I think first and foremost, I'll probably just run through what actually happened and then get into the actual uh, prediction. So that might be a little bit uh, easier today. We got Zeno Hour here who says that he agrees that the women shined on today's show. They legitimately did, guys. They really, really did. Like, there was a lot of good stuff. Patrick Scrogan says the NXT women's division always has been really good regardless of the era. Glad to see it. That's true. You're definitely right about that. I feel like... Uh, You know, obviously the women that you've seen, depending on when they've come in, depending on the era, have been very different. But I feel like given how much shit NXT got when they became NXT 2.0 and how much everybody hated the Fruity Colors and calling them Fruity Pebbles and all of the jokes that were being made at the expense of NXT 2.0 when it went from black and gold to the white, colorful, Fruity Pebbles era of NXT... um, I feel like the women were really like one of the first things that people started going, Hmm, you know what? There's something to really like about this new era of NXT. And I do think the women were part of that. Obviously there was a lot of great stuff that happened with the men too, but I do want to shout out the women for that too, because it could have easily not been great. And it was not, it was always uh, for the most part, pretty damn good for the women. So let's talk about what went down. So the big thing is, That We have been seeing Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio literally like on almost every freaking show. I mean these guys are on freaking raw they're on NXT they're on Smackdown. Uh, They are definitely hustling that's for sure. And today the show opened up with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio and they go out there and they're literally just putting each other over looking at each other and telling them each other how great they are and oh you're the NXT North American champion, and oh, you're the women's champion. You know, it's like they were just putting themselves over the entire time, which is great. That's exactly what you want to see. But the NXT crowd completely ate up Dominic Mysterio because so Dominic starts talking about how he's the one who finally made the Mysterio name relevant. And so that's a really good line because clearly everybody knows that. Ray Mysterio is literally a trailblazer, a freaking icon, a legend. He literally influenced so many freaking people, and the standard that Ray Mysterio set is so freaking high. So Dominic Mysterio kind of shitting on the Mysterio name and saying he's the best thing that ever happened to the Mysterio name was really good stuff there, I thought. But the crowd, the crowd started chanting, "Cut the mullets, mullets, mullets." I hate that word, mullets. Cut the mullet, (laughs) Uh, the hair, the mullet. Am I saying that right? Mullet? Um, Okay, so cut the mullet. It doesn't sound right when I say it. Cut the mullet. And (laughs) they're chanting it. The crowd's chanting it to to Dominic Mysterio. And so that was really good stuff there. Finally, we get this very, very fired up Wesley. Wesley comes out and he's just lost the NXT North American Championship to Dominic Mysterio last week. I called it. I said it. I told y'all. And he comes up, he's really fired up, and he's pissed off. He wants his rematch. And I love this, actually. I feel like this is the most fire we have seen from Wesley in a very long time. And here's the thing, like, Wesley does pretty good with his emotions. I remember when he cut a pretty emotional promo after the breakup of MSK, and He was out there tearing up and it was a very emotional promo. Um, He gets his emotions down pretty well. So shout out to Wesley for that. Um, So anyways, after that, we get Mustafa Ali. And Mustafa Ali has kind of been in the shadows of this title bout. He secretly had. He's been wanting this championship and it's been kind of going on now for for months before Dominic Mysterio was even involved in the NXT North American title picture. Uh, he was already pretty much in it. And so this is something Mustafa Ali has been wanting. And before Mustafa Ali and. Wesley get into it, but before they do, we have a little bit of a back and forth between Dominic Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. And Mustafa Ali gets him with a very freaking hilarious line. He tells Dominic, you stole your daddy's 619 and you stole your other daddy's fraud splash. (laughs) This was great stuff, man. Uh, But this all led to some heat between uh, Dominic, sorry, not Dominic, uh, freaking Wesley and Mustafa Ali and so it was very clear at this point that they were going to be making a triple threat match for the great American bash and then later on in the show it was officially confirmed we are getting this triple threat match so first prediction of the night let's get to it guys we're going to be seeing Dominic defend his title against Mustafa Ali and Wes Lee I really Here's the thing. I could see this going one of two ways, all right? I'm not expecting the title to get back on Wesley. I I don't think so. I think he already had it for a good amount of time. Been there, done that. Uh, So I'm not expecting the title to go on Wesley. I am pretty much expecting Dominic Mysterio to retain the championship. And I'm expecting... I don't know who, but I'm expecting Dominic to either pin Mustafa Ali or Wesley. Might even be Wesley again. It all depends on who they kind of want to protect here. Or they can do it the opposite way where instead... They get, we have Mustafa Ali actually win this match, but then have Wesley be the one to take the pin because they want to protect Dominic Mysterio. So I don't know. I can see this going one or two ways with either Mustafa Ali walking out as champion or Dominic Mysterio. Personally, I want to see Dominic Mysterio stay with the championship because, I mean, they already put him on it. They already put it on him. You might as well stick with it. And I feel like I'm more interested in what Dominic looks like as the North American champion than I do anybody else right now only because of the amounts of heat that he is getting and because I feel like they can get creative with Dominic as the champion and continuing this whole story about him being Dirty Dominic and getting all of these wins that aren't even by his own you know, merit. Instead, he's being helped out by his mommy, Rhea Ripley. And so I think Dominic Mysterio is my official pick for the Great American Bash. I'm expecting him to retain, but we'll see. All right, we got our first Super Chats of the day. Thank you guys so much for sending these in. Uh, This is the way to keep me funded here on this podcast, on this channel, but also get your questions and your comments read here on the stream. Uh, Stephen Mark truly sends in a Super Chat saying future WrestleMania main event, rhea ripley versus tiffany stratton all right that's good rs sends in a super chat saying rhea ripley and dominic at 26 years young gotta be killing it with a young demo for wwe uh man i mean you can't deny it they're both very young and sometimes you forget how young they are honestly because uh You know, obviously, especially Rhea Ripley, she's already been there for a good amount of time. So I think sometimes you forget, like, her actual age. Like, even reading this right now, it's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, still in her 20s. Like, I think in my mind, I just imagine everybody at, like, 30. But, like, that's definitely not the case. (laughs) Um, RS, thank you so much for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. Um, All right. So let's get into – let's get into – this match that I really want to talk about. So the match that you guys, you already know which match it is. Everyone here on the chat, you guys are predicting the match I want to talk about for today because this was the best match that they had tonight and it was on the women's side of things. We had Lyra Valkyra versus Rhea Ripley. So the thing I first liked about this When I saw that this match had been made and I saw the announcement on social media, right away, I knew that this was going to be good. Why? Because Lyra Valkyra has been one of the women on NXT that I think has had like the fastest. She's had one of the fastest rise on the actual show, but it's been It's different because you can also bring up people like Roxanne Perez I don't think anybody has been as fast as Roxanne Perez at least in this era of NXT Roxanne Perez Tiffany Stratton is another one but Lyra Valkyra kind of came in just already at a certain level and they made sure to push her like She just started at a different spot than like Tiffany Stratton, for example, Roxanne Perez, like she was Roxanne Perez. She had already come in with so much buzz. So things went really, really fast for her. Right. And, but Lyra, I don't necessarily think it was expected with Roxanne. It was definitely expected with Tiffany Stratton. It was more so like a wait and see game, but with, Lyra Valkyra you noticed it right away the second she came in she had this very confident look to her this very dominating type of presence inside the actual ring and we've seen her in some pretty you know decent matches already during her time at NXT and she hasn't even been there that long on this version of NXT like she hasn't been there that much and we've already gotten to see so much from her. So she does this interview backstage and what I liked about this was that she said she wanted to do this match with Rhea Ripley because she wanted to see where she stood at on the roster. She wanted to see where she was on the pecking order, what she looked like to the other competition and I thought that was really freaking good. That was a good way of looking at it of saying, hey, I'm going to go and have a match against ria freaking ripley who is like literally the biggest star right now she's the champ and i'm gonna have a match against her because i want to see where i'm at in this playing field and i think that the way that they built up that little portion of it heading into this match was something that i really really loved like it made lyra seem like a badass like her explanation during this interview made her seem like a badass so anyways we get to this match between lyra and ria later on on the show. And here's the thing, guys. Rhea Ripley's already at a different level of her career. She's already going into superstardom. She's already had these really big moments, okay? Lyra's just getting started. They're on two different playing fields right now. And if you think about that, Lyra could have easily gone into this match and maybe not been confident, Baby could have been nervous. If this girl was nervous, in this match I don't think any of us noticed it at all this girl went in there with the confidence of a um, beast man Lyra was so confident throughout this entire match they gave her so much offense against Rhea freaking Ripley and it made for a really really good aggressive match I love the way that at certain points we saw Lyra get her uh, Rhea Ripley with a hurricanrana I, I loved when she uh, did a counter into a DDT that was a pretty good one at that too um, there was a moment when she went to the top rope she hit her frog splash that we've been seeing uh, we end up seeing her do her combo of strikes that we've also seen throughout her match hitting Rhea Ripley with a drop kick and it wasn't until Lyra essentially made a mistake when she went for a crossbody that basically ended up Rhea Getting her with a kick and then a ripped a riptide for the actual victory. So clearly, Rhea Ripley was gonna walk out of here winning this match. But it was just a matter of how much they gave Lyra and how she looked coming out of this match. That now she went from wherever you saw her on the on the roster, she definitely climbed up a couple of notches after that, man, because she did really good. And I can kind of see her getting. Um, I would like to, I don't know how old Lyra Bakira is. I actually gotta check, but I would like to see her, I think she could be or have some sort of similar path to Zoe Stark because Zoe Stark was another one on the NXT roster where she was just really good and clearly they saw that, they recognized that and she got brought up to the main roster and now look at her, she's out there getting the rub with Trish Stratus and having a really great match with Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. I could really see Lyra kind of going down a similar path uh in terms of kind of having her climb those ranks a lot faster so uh this was a big win for lyra valkyra even though she lost in this match so uh this was my favorite match of the freaking night man all right uh we got some more super chats in here thank you so much to everybody who's sending these in we got one from david capelin who says hello denise I don't know how you feel, but I love Chase University. I love Thea Hale and Duke Hudson. I think they are both future stars. Thoughts. Oh, David, 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 you must be new here to the NXT post shows. Um, I'm. When I say that I'm not a fan of Chase U, I, I want to make sure to explain that I'm a fan of Thea Hale. In fact, I'm a big fan of Thea Hale. People know this. I love Thea Hale. But I'm not necessarily crazy about Chase U and I have tried. People know this about me. I've tried. Um, There's been a lot of things that have worked that I've gotten into. I've loved the, you know, the friendship between uh, Chase and Thea. I've enjoyed that. But to me, the star of Chase U is Thea Hale. And so she's the one who's really got my interest whenever Anything Chase University is on. And I know the chat's going to boo me because everybody loves Chase U. Tim Weiner Jr. sends in a super chat saying, could Lyra be joining the Judgment Day? The way Rhea talked to her after makes me wonder. The way that Rhea kind of looked at her afterwards was, Rhea, Rhea's a heel, okay? Rhea's a heel. She's not going to be like, oh my God, you were amazing girl. Let's shake hands. She wasn't going to be doing any of that. But in her own Rhea Ripley way, uh, she basically gave the, the nod of approval uh, to Lyra Valkyra. So that was definitely something that we did get to see. She could fit into the Judgment Day. Honestly, she's got the look, okay? She's got the look, the you know, the dark, gritty, gothic, I shop at Hot Topic look. Uh, Lyra's got that, so she could definitely fit into the Judgment Day. Uh, but I just don't know, guys. I don't know because I hate to... I hate to say that immediately she's going to go to the main roster or anything like that because she did have a great match today, but there's still so much more that can be done on NXT. So I'm not really expecting, like, you know, like her for her to go to the main roster or something like that right now. No, but I do think that this is a really great freaking start for her to have this big match against Rhea Ripley and come out looking so good and have these positive reactions from people. David Kaplan sends in another super chat saying, I can't believe Thea Hale is only 19. Yikes. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago when I was doing this podcast and we were talking about this, actually. How Thea Hale is only 19 years old. Think about what we were doing at 19 years old, man. I think about that all the time. And I, and I if I was as successful as Thea Hale at 19 years old, holy freaking cow, man. Jealous. I'm jealous, Do you ever think about like, I'm jealous. Like when you start off so young and you already get to a certain point in your career, like no matter what field you're in, it doesn't matter what field you're in. But if you start when you're young and get to a certain point already by a certain age, it's like, damn, that's freaking impressive. And on top of that, she's lovable. So that helps. But anyways, yeah, it always blows my mind when I think about the fact that she's not even, you know, in her 20s yet. It's wild. Christopher Smith sends in a super chat saying, to be honest, I'm loving this pairing chemistry with Rhea and Lyra. You can tell Rhea sees something and likes working with Lyra. Imagine if they were to do something with Lyra and Rhea the way that they did with Zoe and Trish. But instead, like Lyra's like, you know, like this is my girl right here. This is mommy, you know, like a different version. Ooh, that would be kind of fun. Uh, That would be cool. All right, we got Yaa. Obiri, oh, my new, thank you so much for sending in the super chat. yas says, uh, how do you feel about if Trick were to turn heel? Here's the thing about Trick Williams, and this is what I was gonna say um once we actually got to his match, but now that you brought him up, today, so today we ended up getting a match. I might as well talk about this now because this is what was next. Is we ended up getting a six-man tag team match. It was Ilya Dragunov, Trick Williams, Carmela Hayes versus The Schism. And this was a pretty decent match, guys. Like, this was not bad at all. This was very entertaining. I really liked what they did here today, too. Um, There was a lot that I enjoyed, but specifically starting with Trick, with Trick, um, was that before when we would see Trick come out with Carmelo, the main thing was always that, you know, we've always known Carmelo is the star. He's the focus. He's the focal point. He's your champ, Prior, Even prior, we already knew that he was on the path to becoming a champion. We already knew that. And I remember when Trick Williams first came out on NXT, the first thing that I thought about him was, damn, I really like him on the microphone. And I remember seeing mixed reactions about Trick's performance on the mic. I remember some people kind of shitting on him. And I remember looking at that and going like, nah, I actually really like him on the microphone. And so he ended up being someone that I really kind of only looked towards in terms of on the mic. I only paid attention when he was on the mic and for a very long time. That was kind of all that we got. And then he started getting put into matches. And in the beginning, it was a little bit rough because he was kind of put into these matches where I felt like he was put into the matches where they, where it felt like they were putting him in matches that you couldn't have Carmelo Hayes because you were saving Carmelo Hayes at the time. Or you had to go through Trick Williams before you could get to Carmelo Hayes. And so that was kind of the spot that Trick has has been in you know for a very long time with with Carmelo Hayes he's you know he's been in the shadows of Carmelo and during this match there were some good moments like there was a moment where um trick gets the ta- trick gets his tag into the match he gets in there and he like drop kicks Joe Gacy then he has this really nice uh tag team action with Carmelo Hayes where they're going at it with a diet. and so while i was watching this match it dawned on me that trick is becoming more so of his own performer now not just we're not talking like microphone wise he already had it there i'm talking like in ring wise he's becoming more of his own person like trying like standing out a little bit differently like there's still a long ways to go but i feel like you're starting to see those differences between him and carmelo in the ring and he's starting to stand out and kind of hold You know stand on his own two feet right and so if he were to turn on carmelo hayes i do think that would be really kind of awesome because that guy's been his friend that guy's been by his side since the very beginning so at some point you might want to see that and i think it would do something great for trick but i also really like this friendship with carmelo and trick because they're buddies you know they're buddies they're homies and they're not like obnoxious they're not shoved down your throat friends no They are just friends. And so I've always liked that dynamic since the very beginning. And I think that having Trick by Carmelo's side did a whole lot for Carmelo in terms of just adding to the entire overall presentation of Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Anyways, y'all, thank you so much for the super chat. I hoped I kind of answered your question. Uh, John Deller says, 19 was a long time ago for Denise. John Deller, we've got beef now. deathmatch bro deathmatch you calling me old on here (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) damn bro I was already feeling old today after I discovered a stat from Roxanne Perez which I'll talk about later now John Deller reminded me that line 19 was a long time ago oh man no no (laughs) sorry I it's honestly it's It's funny because, and everybody here, I'm sure can relate to this, but everybody here remembers when they were a certain age. Shit, I remember when I was 14, and it doesn't even feel like it was that long ago. I remember when I was freaking 15. I remember when I was 17 and dancing in my living room because I couldn't wait for my 18th birthday because I wanted to be legal, (laughs) literally. And so then I blinked, and it's like all of a sudden, my 20s are over and that's it, I'm in my 30s now. And it's like, God, stop for a second, slow down. And I can guarantee here that everybody at some point watching the show has gone through this and it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> John Deller, thank you so much for making me laugh and for sending in the super chat. Uh, Darth Stevens sends in a super chat saying, I think Andre Chase or Duke Hudson is going to cost the a hail of the match. Bro, if this happens, I'm going to be so freaking happy because this is what I've been asking for for like months now. I know I'm a jerk. I just want misery and sadness. I'm only happy when it rains. There you go. I was trying to think of the lyric. I'm only happy when it rains. Thea Hale. I've been saying this for the longest time. She's one of the most freaking lovable characters that they have on NXT. Shit, they were even... was part of Tiffany Stratton's uh vignette today when she was talking about Thea Hale she was saying how everybody loves Thea Hale and and so it would be very you would be everybody here would be freaking pissed if like Duke Hudson were to betray Thea Hale everybody here would be freaking pissed and so that's why I want to see it that's why I want to see it uh It's good. It's a good story. You'll be like, what the hell? How dare you do this to Thea? How dare you? Call me crazy. Sends in a super chat saying, been a minute now. How are you liking Dom lately? Man has potential to be the face of the company in like four years. He's getting better in the ring, too. So with Dominic Mysterio, I remember like when he first started out in WWE. And at first it was one of the situations where you're like, "Okay, give him a chance. Uh, he just got started. Uh, let's not forget, you know, his, literally his first match with Seth Rollins at, what was it, SummerSlam? Or was, was it SummerSlam? Might have been SummerSlam. Anyways. But I remember my whole thing with Dominic at the beginning was like, damn, dude, like, your dad's Rey Mysterio, okay? His dad is Rey Mysterio. This man was, this man, his father was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. Rey Mysterio is a freaking legend. And so when you when I was seeing Dominic and just knowing everything that Rey was and everything that Rey stood for in pro wrestling and I'm not even just talking about like American wrestling obviously you know in Mexico and just everything and it just didn't add up. Like it didn't add up. Like you could not compare Dominic to Rey Mysterio and you still can't. You legitimately still cannot. Like Rey Mysterio's legacy is very very hard to match very very hard with that being said I was not a fan of what they were doing with Dominic for a very long time I was not a fan I didn't get it I didn't know why they were trying to shove it down our throats I was not here for it at all okay and I just remember going oh my god they better not be giving them all these wins and all oh, this is brutal these matches we're watching on raw are not great I remember thinking all of that and I remember not being a fan And I started to turn the other direction when the prison dom stuff started. When the prison dom stuff started, that's when I started to go, you know what? This is funny. We're in on the joke now. Before, it was more so like they were trying to present Dominic as a very serious wrestler, and I couldn't buy it. I just could not. But once it became where we're all in on this joke together and we're going to kind of move forward starting there, that's when I started to go, you know what? This could be funny. Shit, this is funny. Uh, The prison Dom stuff was what made me change my mind. And then, um, obviously the stuff that he did that he's been doing with Rhea Ripley. It's funny. It's so stupid. It's funny. And so that's working uh, in ring. There's still a long ways to go. There's still a long ways to go, but that's not to say he has not been improving, but there's still a long ways to go. But with that being said, with the bells and whistles, you can, you can, You can figure something out. I'm not going to lie to you. I freaking enjoyed the hell out of Dominic and Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Shit, I was there. I was in that crowd. People were into it. People were hanging on to that match in terms of, like, overall entertainment. And so, you know what? You got to give them kudos for that. And at the end of the day, like I just mentioned at the top of this, the guy, and, and along with Rhea, of course, they've been, you know, appearing on multiple shows, working their butts off, To continue, you know, they're riding the wave of popularity right now that this whole Dominic-Rhea Ripley relationship, situationship has. And they're doing it. So you got to respect that. Uh, yo, Ibri, I new. thank you so much for sending in another super chat. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for that. Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I respect this to be the set, the seed for Lyra to win the title from Tiffany at some point before eventually going to the main roster. I would love to see Lyra become a champion on NXT, but that's the thing. There are so many options for women that I would like to see be NXT women's champions. So, but she's definitely, I think, uh, up there for sure. I would love it if they were to really keep her and build her up strongly on the NXT roster so that when she does go to the main roster that people, A, know who she is, know her name, and, you know, she could be put into a program, a big program right away. But we'll see, we'll see. Mar truly sends it a super chat saying Roxanne and Blair Davenport uh, supermarket angle was a great throwback. It was, and you know what, as a matter of fact, Let's talk about that now because uh, Steven brought it up. So let's get to it because. So. We all as wrestling fans have memories that stay with us. When people ask you, hey, man, why are you a wrestling fan? I'm pretty sure y'all have like a certain memory that you guys go to that you tell people of. Well. 2001. Um, I had, I had been watching wrestling at this point now for maybe like uh, a couple of years, like three years, maybe two years. I know I'm, I'm showing my age here, but whatever. Um, cause I started watching like late 1999, early 2000. That's when I started watching wrestling. And so, although my mom says it was sooner, but I don't believe her cause I don't really have any memory of that. So by my accounts, that's when it started anyways. So, 2001, uh, Bakersfield, they were, was it Bakersfield? Yeah, I think it was Bakersfield. They did this freaking grocery bra with Stone Cold and Booker T. And I remember watching this as a kid. And obviously, at this time, it was still real to me, damn it. I believed and bought everything hook, line, and sinker, man. I was. Like I'm pretty sure if WWE could create in a factory their dream fan, I'm pretty sure at that time, my ass would have came out of that factory. Be like, yes, that is the fan we want because I believed everything I saw. And so, man... I remember I even wanted to go and visit that supermarket. By the way, you cannot visit that supermarket where uh Berker T and Stone Cold had that bra because apparently it's no longer around, which was very disappointing. I have always wanted to go visit that supermarket because to me, it's a wrestling landmark now (laughs) that's how much that is how memorable the Booker T Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, grocery store uh, moment is that to me that is a landmark right there although it's gone not a landmark no more but still Uh, so anyways we as we know Booker T you know trained Roxanne Perez we all know this history and so they did their own variation today of the supermarket bra with Blair and Roxanne it was fun. The only thing that I wish about this is that it would not have been shot. I mean, I know they had to do it like this, like a video and like a camera and all of that, but I would have really liked it if they shot it the same way that they did Booker T and Stone Cold. I think that just ha- having it that same camera follow them around in like a single shot is what I would have preferred like production-wise. I thought that would have been better because... Um, this was fun. Like, we were seeing them beat the crap out of each other. There was one point where, like, literally Roxanne just got, like, the the door of the freezer and just, like, hit Blair, like, right in the face. Then they're using the shopping carts. They're putting their heads in freezers and all of these different things that they were doing. And everybody that obviously remembers the Stone Cold Booker T thing uh, instantly thought about this and thought of the connection between Booker T and Roxanne Perez. So anyways, um, what's crazy about that, and since we're here talking about ages, is I did a little Google search, and I didn't realize that Roxanne was actually born in 2001. In fact, Roxanne Perez was one month old, one month old when this happened. And just like that, I thought, damn, damn, I can't believe it. Like, when you really start to think about this new generation and this new era of wrestlers, I don't necessarily think we really understand how young they are until you think about it in this perspective where it's like, shit, Roxanne was literally one month old when we were watching Booker T and Stone Cold in a supermarket brawl. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Anyways, these two women are going to be uh, facing each other at the Great American Bash in a weapons wild match um i'm always going to be rooting for roxanne perez so i'm going to be rooting for her here again uh i want to see roxanne perez get back some of that momentum that she kind of uh lost for a second after losing the uh nxt women's championship so yeah i'm rooting for roxanne on this one here all the way guys and i i hope they get creative i hope they have a good time with the weapons and whatnot i'm here for that Steven, thank you so much for the super chat. We got another one here from Yah O'Brie Menu, who says, you was close to getting my first name right for it. <laughs> oh, did I mess up your name? I knew it. Let's see. Yah O'Brie Menu. I'm pretty sure I messed it up, dude. I'm so sorry. Uh, you don't have to send in a super chat, but you can uh, write it out phonetically and I will try my best to remember it, man. I hate messing up people's names. Uh, Call Me Crazy sends in a super chat saying Dom honestly gives the same energy as a classic heel from the late 90s 2000. He's not too cheesy. He's believable when he wins by cheating. Love him. It is believable when he wins because Rhea Ripley is helping him. And so you see Dominic as you see Dominic a tier below Rhea Ripley. You know, he's just Ken. Okay. He's just Ken. Barbie is Rhea and she is everything, okay? And that's the big difference here. And so when so you can buy this, you can buy that Dominic Mysterio is getting by and holding on to the NXT North American Championship simply with the help of Rhea Ripley. You can absolutely buy it. That's how you can buy him beating Sami Zayn. Why? Because he had help. You can buy him beating Butch. Why? Because he had help. But if he would have beat Sami Zayn and Butch cleanly, Ain't nobody was going to actually believe that. Ain't nobody was going to buy that at all. Uh, Yasin's in another super chat saying, I'm a fan of her character, but her energy makes me feel like she's on Molly. Ooh, who are we talking about? Oh, Thea. Uh, I think uh, it was uh, Tiffany Shannon today referred to her as an energy drink. (laughs) Uh, Steven virtually sends in a super chat saying, Hot take, NXT Anonymous would be a good start for Brian Pillman Jr. I don't know because NXT Anonymous I'm gonna say no Uh, I don't want them to do something like remember when they did scripts y'all remember the bust that that was part of me would not want that to start off that way for Brian Pillman Jr. I'd rather have them come up with something fresh and something different for him than the NXT Anonymous Um, I don't know I'm just not sold Although I do appreciate your hot take. Uh, Steve, uh, Tim Weiniger Jr. sends in a super chat saying, I could see Dom become a Heyman type. He is so good on the mic. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that because Paul Heyman's just, he's in another world, another dimension when it comes to promos. He's just, he's just light years, light years ahead light years ahead y'all sends in a super chat saying i miss the old heel reaction when nobody's seen heels happen like seth on the shield uh thank you so much to y'all for sending that in as well and john says wait till dom tries to help ria yeah and he better not mess it up and like ruin it for her because then i would be really pissed off but chances are that could be a possibility uh thank you so much to john for also sending that in all right so Okay, thank you. So ya, it says, it's like Yao Ming. Okay, so it's not ya, it's Yao. Thank you. Okay, perfect. I got it. Yao. Yao Ming. Well, not Ming, but Yao. Okay. Oh my God, I hope I don't remember. I hope I don't forget. Uh, I tend to do that. I tend to mess up people's names. I'll try not to. All right. Remind me every time. Remind me every time if I mess up your name. All right, let's continue on from here. Um, All right, so we talked about the women's bra. Let's talk really quickly, or let's get into Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale. So they weren't technically... So for today, to promote their matchup that they're going to be having at the Great American Bash, uh, we had two video packages play. The first one was of Tiffany Stratton, and she's literally WWE Barbie. And she's putting herself over. That's her character. Love it. She's talking about how this is her first premium live event as champion, and that a 19-year-old brat isn't going to take it away from her. She calls Thea Hale. An energy drink and still claims that she did not tap out at gold rush um from here she then goes on to say that she's sick and tired of everyone loving thea hale that everyone thinking she's adorable is wrong because she is actually despicable and that afterwards the following great american bash that every that the world will go back to revolving around Tiffany Stratton. And we're going to be seeing a submission match between these two. Later on in the evening, we see another video package, basically with Thea Hale's friends, Duke and Andre, talking about how great she is and how not to doubt her. I'm with Steven here, guys. Steven earlier, who sent in the super chat. I'm with Steve on this one. I want to be surprised here. I want to see... Duke Hudson specifically be the one to screw Thea Hale here because I want to be angry. That's how I want to feel. I want to feel angry. (laughs) I want to be mad. (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) But real talk, I don't know. Because here's the thing. I don't know who's going to win this match, guys. I really don't. I'm leaning more towards Tiffany Tiffany Stratton because there's still so much more to be done there. But part of me also thinks that NXT might want to tell the story of having Thea Hale be the youngest ever NXT Women's Champion. Part of me feels like they might want to tell that story. So I'm not really sure what direction they're going to go here. And I feel like if Tiffany does defeat Thea, I would like it for to be because Thea Hale got screwed. And to continue her story and continue moving along from there. Um, I don't want to see, I actually don't want to see Tiffany Stratton defeat Thea Hale cleanly here. For some reason, I don't want to see it. But if Thea Hale defeats Tiffany Stratton, I definitely want to want to see it be a clean finish there. Oh my God. I'm just trying to think of like all these different things that can happen. Like what if they do something where they're like throw in the the towel for Thea Hale? That would suck if they did that like on her behalf. Who knows? We'll see um all right uh we got tiger claw gaming here a youtube member who says no way tiffany loses that's what i'm saying oh xeno hour says phrasing denise what did i say did i say something inappropriate what did i say hmm i don't remember all right uh moving on from here um all right so my official pick let's get into official predictions here i'm Going with Tiffany Stratton as my official prediction for winning and retaining in this match. And I'm predicting Thea Hale gets screwed. I don't actually know if that's going to happen, but that's what I'm predicting here. All right. So uh, let's see what else we got here. Tiger Claw, also YouTube member, says Tiffany has to win clean because they had Tiffany tap out to Thea already. And then Yao sends in a super chat saying, I think it'll be a crappy way for Duke to turn heel over a woman. (laughs) look dude you're actually kind of right about that you're actually kind of right it would be pretty messed up right you would kind of hate him a little bit more but what if he did it nah i kind of want to see it i kind of want to see it because like i said Thea hale is so lovable that if he were to do that to her you'd be so freaking pissed he'd probably have more heat than dominic but yeah you're right it is kind of crappy uh yeah thank you so much for the super chat here okay and Zeno hour says you said you want Duke to screw Thea Screw over Thea uh, Hale. Let me emphasize Duke Hudson to screw over Thea uh, Hale. Let me emphasize the over so that that doesn't come out the wrong way. And I get the phrasing meme. All right. Moving on from this, uh, let's get into really quickly. There's not too much to add about this one, but Von Wagner defeats Javier Bernal in a very, very quick match. But the big the big moment afterwards was Von Wagner power bombs uh, Javier Bernal through the commentary table. And then out of nowhere comes Braun Breaker, spears the hell out of uh, Von Wagner. And then he starts punching Von, Von Wagner. And there's a point where he hits him with the, cha- with the chair. Uh, I think the camera... The camera, to me, didn't actually capture the moment. I don't know what happened, but to me, I kind of felt like they should have just really emphasized the moment where he actually hit him with the chair, because to me, it almost looked like he didn't actually hit him with the chair. And I think it was like a glitch in the camera or something. Maybe I blinked, but it just looked weird to me. So um, that was just my one little tiny criticism of that. But anyways, nothing much else to add there. Gable Steve said, we're wondering what his future is going to look like. This guy was drafted to Raw not too long ago, guys. And we never saw him on Raw. We never saw him wrestle on Raw. He started doing a bunch of other stuff outside of WWE. And so finally, finally, Gable Steveson is going to have his first match. And it is going to be against Baron Corbin at the Great American Bash. And I'm actually here for this because I do think that you know, Baron's been doing a pretty good job on NXT. Uh, I think that this is a perfect first opponent, perfect first feud for Gable Stevenson. Baron Corbin's a name. Cool. I think he can trust Baron Corbin. Cool. I think Baron Corbin will have a good match with him. I, To me, I get it. I get why they booked this. I get why they did this match. I'm looking forward to it mainly because I just want to see uh, gable steveson finally have a match in wwe so i think this will be pretty interesting to see um as for who shall get the win i feel like gable steveson this being his first match i can't necessarily buy him defeating baron corbin here but then again gable steveson is an olympic gold medalist so yeah technically i could buy it in when you add that aspect of it, yes, Gable Steveson can definitely beat Baron Corbin. If you're just thinking about it in terms of just wrestling WWE style, then yeah, you're like, okay, this has got to be Baron Corbin going over on Gable Steveson. But I feel like they can tell a good story and have a really great moment with Gable Steveson being the one to defeat Baron Corbin. So I'm changing my mind and I'm picking Gable Steveson to win this match at the Great American Bash because... Um, I don't think it would be very I think it's very very damn easy to say hey this Olympian here defeated Baron Corbin damn right there we go Gable Steveson for the win here god dang it the dead man of RWT Paul Morales says Gable gets revenge for Kurt Angle <sighs> y'all know this already Y'all know this, but I don't get mad about stuff in wrestling. I really do not get mad about stuff in wrestling. It takes a lot for me to get legitimately upset about something. This is the one thing that every time it gets brought up, I just get so mad, like legitimately pissed off legitimately i will never get over the fact that kurt angle had his last match with baron corbin i will never get over it this will forever be the same thing that i get upset about and rant about it is the one thing that legitimately has made me so upset in pro wrestling and that is this here gable Stevenson, i'm rooting for you man get your i don't even want to talk about it that's it. I don't even want to talk about it. Paul, you knew this. You knew this, Paul. Uh, Yao sends in a super chat saying, Do you think Corbin would get his old hair now that he's a lone wolf, Alameo? He's bald. I don't know how long it's going to take him to grow some hair, but yeah, he's bald now. Christopher Smith sends in a super chat saying, I do have a thought. Cora works well in no DQ matches, so I wouldn't mind seeing Cora versus Gigi in those types of matches. It would be great. Cora does work very well in those types of matches. And same for Gigi. She had an awesome match with JC Jane. Um, the freaking uh, steel cage match that they had, that was good stuff there. Uh, I really like that a whole lot. Uh, Christopher Smith, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Man, that's Rowling says, Denise, you need a Snickers bar and calm down. <laughs> Bro, y'all got to tell me, ain't nobody here. Ain't nobody here happy about that happy about Kurt Angle having this last match against Baron Corbin and Christopher Smith says Gable Steveson is an Olympic gold medalist two-time NCAA collegiate champion so him winning isn't all that surprising yeah you're damn right about this so yeah Christopher I completely agree here completely agree all right so oh man all right um after this we were just talking about Cora Jade We ended up getting a match with her and Dana Brooke. They've been telling this feud now for the last couple of weeks, uh, ever since Dana Brooke came into NXT. And Cora Jade works very well with the girls from the main roster. She really does. They did this kendo stick match. And this was a very, very... This was a... they. This was not a long match by any means. This was not a long match. I felt like this was a very, very... uh tight match in in the sense that it was a short period, but they kind of did a lot with what they had during that time here. Like, I love Cora hitting Dana with the freaking DDT. She has a sick DDT, so that was something that stood out to me. Uh, Dana Brooke suplexing Cora Jaden to the pile of kendo sticks. That was freaking good. Like this match to me felt very compact. And I think that's the reason why it stood out to me in particular. This was so much better than what they did last time. Um, This was a big victory for Dana Brooke. That was something that was mentioned on commentary. And I know some people are probably thinking like, wait, what do you mean a big victory for Dana Brooke? This legitimately feels like her, one of her first, most concrete, feuds that she has had in wwe period like i can't even remember another feud that dana brooke had that didn't involve the 24 7 championship and just like her and somebody else that was like a big legitimate feud this to me with Corey jade feels like the biggest thing that she's done in terms of a singles feud that i can remember for dana so the fact that she Went out there, had this match with Cora. It was good. It was entertaining. Cora Jade continues to get the rub from the main roster girly. She got it from Natalia. Now she's getting it from Dana Brooke. Um, Thumbs up on that one. Cora Jade, man. I'm a fan of hers, but I say that all the time. Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I hated this. Ooh, here we go. Hot take. Let's go. Mike Parker says, I hated this. No offense to Dana, but she's been presented as mid-card for years. No way she should be beating Cora Jade, who is a future star for sure. I hope they have some kind of plans for Cora. So here we go. I get what you're saying by this, Mike. I completely get what you're saying with this. The difference is, though, that Cora, you have to look at this in the eyes of like how WWE is telling this story, okay? And how WWE is telling the story is regardless of Dana being presented as a mid-carder for years, regardless of that, she was still a main roster talent. She still has all of those years of being on the main roster and having that experience, even if it wasn't, you know, OMG stuff, right? Regardless, she still has that. That's the lens that they're looking at it. As She still is someone from the main roster who's been there for years. And Cora Jade Well, we all love Cora Jade and we all know she's meant for big and great things. We know that. But she is still, you know, only been part of this developmental brand, NXT. So for them to have Dana Brooke defeat Cora Jade, it makes sense why they would do that. I know I think people might have preferred to maybe see Cora Jade be like, you know, get this big win over Dana Brooke in a match like this to only further uh, grow Cora Jade and make her into even more of this big heel that she is, I would have loved that too. But I think they went the right direction here with Dana Brooke because I think that having Dana Brooke on NXT, because she was on the main roster and because she was there for years, you can use her name and you can use her to help do more storylines with some of the other girls on NXT who are getting their start. Uh, I think them getting a win over Dana Brooke does mean something on NXT. So, yeah. So I think you just have to kind of look at it from like their perspective and and then things start to switch up a little bit and then you get why they did what they did. So, um, yeah, I didn't hate this. I thought this was so much better. Again, so much better than what they did last time with uh, – with uh Dana Brooke because that was the one thing that I couldn't buy last time was her doing the her just passing out during the match that was the one where I couldn't buy that one but this one here this one was good y'all sends in a super chat thank you so much Yao, for all the generous super chats that you've been sending in by the way I want you to know those are very very appreciated y'all says I hope you don't leave twitter btw I enjoy your tweets uh since things are changing what's happened to twitter over the last couple of months has been incredibly depressing because as a content creator, you guys know, I'm sure you follow plenty of content creators. Um, We have to promote our stuff on social media. Like that's where we get the word of mouth out is on social media. And I worked really hard to grow my Twitter account. It did not happen overnight. Okay. It took years to grow that account. And then for Elon to come in and just mess everything up. It's like fudge, dude. Like i putting years into this app years of dedication onto an app to grow a following so that I can grow my videos and make a freaking living as a content creator which is very freaking hard to do because every app wants your content but every app is only willing to pay you like pennies per like hundreds and hundreds of views so you literally have to like put your shit everywhere and accumulate money It's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into that. But the point is that I'm not leaving Twitter. I love Twitter. I really, really hope that uh, they figure out a way to make Twitter great again. Please. I I love Twitter. It's my favorite app. Um, So it is heartbreaking. But I'm not planning on leaving Twitter. I joined Threads. Uh, Threads is okay. I don't really like it because I don't like, and I don't know if they added this already, but the last time I checked, they still did not have a, oh, I've been logged out of threads. Whoops. Well, the last time I checked, they didn't have a um, A trending section and they weren't using hashtags. And I was like, no, I need to know what's going on in the world. Like part of the intrigue about Twitter is that I go on to Twitter and find out what's going on. I know exactly what's happening in the world around me because of Twitter. So hopefully they figure it out uh yeah thank you so much for the super chat i really appreciate you for that and um all right so we got another super chat here from steven uh steven thank you so much for the love he says this could be an opportunity for dana brooke to turn heel nxt could go with the story of dana being upset with the fans for booing her yeah and you know she was upset too um after her last big match on NXT, I guess people were saying like mean things to her on social media. I have no idea. I guess some people like were just being mean to her, period. Uh, and she did speak out about that. But I think that was more of like a real life situation versus like a storyline situation. So I could see them doing something with her as a heel. But I think right now she's fine because the heel in this whole situation was Cora Jade. And Cora Jane's a damn good heel. Yao sends in another super chat saying I feel like Elon really trying to make us leave uh, but I'm not gonna go PS between you or Sean I think you have more nicer personality (laughs) I definitely do I'll make sure to tell him that by the way I'll make sure to tell him people voted me the people's choice I'm the people's choice for niceness I don't know actually Sean's a really nice person too it's just I don't think people really realize that because he's always freaking getting salty online, but he's actually very nice. Uh, but Yao, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. All right, so um, after this, there's only a couple more things to talk about. And the other things to talk about, this actually happened last week, but they re-showed the video here today of Angel Garza and Umberto basically having a... Uh, it looks like they're breaking up. It looks like they're breaking up because Umberto yells at Angel Garza and tells them, "Are we chasing women or are we chasing glory?" And so it looks like they're breaking up. And at this point, they haven't done squat shit with them, and it pisses me off because Angel Garza, that man, has charisma up the wazoo. Okay. I ain't lying, guys. He is one of the most charismatic men I have ever met. And I've met a lot of charismatic men. I've interviewed dozens, hundreds of charismatic people. And Angel Garza is freaking up there. And the facts that they have never done, like they keep going to the same thing with Angel Garza. They keep doing the same thing. They keep doing the Latin lover gimmick. Like, that's all the only idea that they have for him. So I want to see that. So I'm totally okay with Angel Garza and Umberto breaking up. Family has drama all the time. Let the Let them have their own family drama and make something new out of both of them. Don't just go back to the factory settings of always doing the exact same thing with them do something different and that's the thing I want to give NXT credit for that because there's been a lot of wrestlers that on the main roster were given like crap literally I mean a perfect example of that Apollo Crews when he had to come out there and do that uh Nigerian accent which he spoke about in an interview with me that he said he did not feel comfortable doing that he did not like doing that it was not good for him he didn't like it and he came to NXT did way better stuff. Look at Dana Brooke. She's somebody that we're talking about. They weren't doing anything with Dana Brooke. Look at her now. You know, it's a difference. It may not be like a massive difference, but it's a difference. Um, um, Dijak. Dijak is another one. Who else am I thinking about? The big one. Mandy Rose. Obviously, she's gone now. You know, things went a different direction, but the difference between her main roster stuff and her NXT stuff, night and day. And so... I would love to see that for Umberto and Angel Garza. I want to see them get a shot there. I truly think that, man, I wonder how different things would be if, for example, they had never signed with WWE. I honestly wonder how different their careers would be right now if they did not sign with WWE because it feels like they just haven't done anything with them. And that really sucks because there's, there's stuff to be done there. So I hope that we finally get to see something more something different here on nxt hopefully because it's been a while it's been a while (sighs) all right um y'all sends in a super chat saying i like kofi because we're both from ghana um dude i love kofi i love i love all of them i love freaking the entire new day um all right so let's see where we're at here with uh nxt we had stats and tony d Versus Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. Good stuff here. Really quickly, Tony D and Stacks get the win. Uh, we had Gallus pop up on the Tron afterwards. So let's just go through the actual predictions here because there's a couple matches that I might have skipped. So I'm just gonna go ahead and start from the top of what was announced here for the show. So they have listed a eight person mixed tag team match for the pre show with Nathan Frazier, Dragon Lee, Valentina Ferroz, Yulisa León. And Noam Dar, Oramenza, Lash Legend, and Jakara Jackson. I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not a fan of what they're doing with Noam Dar, Oramenza, Lash, or Jakara. I'm not digging it, like, at all. I found it to be some of the most obnoxious stuff that we were seeing on today's show. So, and unfortunately, it's been like that for weeks now. So this is probably, I prefer Chase U so much more. So much more. You know what? I'm sorry, Chase. I don't think Chase U ever bugged me this much as what they're doing with Noam Dar because it is just not, it, it's cringe. It's cringe. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan uh, in the nicest way possible. Dominic Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali and Wesley for the NXT North American championship. My official prediction for this one is Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale. For the uh, NXT Women's Championship in a submission match. I'm going with Tiffany Stratton. Um, tag team match for the NXT tag team titles. Gallus versus uh, Tony D and Channing Stacks Lorenzo. I've been saying this every freaking pay-per-view. I'm ready for new tag team champions. And copy and paste. I'm saying the exact same thing today. Baron Corbin versus Gable Steveson. Gable Steveson's the official pick for me. Blair Davenport versus Roxanne Perez in a weapons wild match. Roxanne Perez is my pick. Uh, NXT Championship, Ilya Jagnoff, Carmelo Hayes. Forgot to mention this earlier, but we did see Ilya Jagnoff beat the lights out of Trick Williams in an attack that occurred after uh, towards the end of the show. Um, this one's a little bit of a tough one because I really like both guys. I'm a big fan of Ilya Jagnoff. I've been waiting for Ilya Jagnoff to become champion. But it also feels like it's too soon for Carmelo Hayes' reign to end. So honestly, this is one where I'm cool with whoever wins this match. But just to give an official prediction, I'm going to go with Ilya Dragunov. Only because I'm a big fan. And if he wins, I would feel really shitty if I didn't predict that he would win. So it would hurt me more if I didn't predict Ilya winning this so yeah um all right we got John Deller who sends in a super chat saying Denise is a bigger Brock Lesnar what John Deller what (laughs) John Deller coming out here with the most surprising super chats of the day um I don't get the question is this a question is this a statement Denise is bigger than Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar, by the way, is my dream, one of my dream interviews. Like I would be, but I would be so nervous if I ever got to interview Brock Lesnar. And I think people would be able to tell. If I ever got a chance to interview him, <laughs> I'd be like, hi, Brock. Be <laughs> sounding like freaking Beavis and Butthead. Hi, Brock. You're so <laughs> talk to me about your favorite moments in WWE. <laughs> All right. John Deller, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it, man. All right, everyone, that was NXT, July 25th. As always, I appreciate you guys very, very much um, for coming in and supporting this podcast each and every single week. Friendly reminder to everybody, I will be here Wednesday for AEW. Thursday, I'm going to be dropping a brand new interview with a WWE talent. Friday, I will be here for SmackDown, Saturday Collision, Sunday, I'm going to be doing a watch-along for the Great American Bash so all you NXT fans can come in and chill and hang out and we'll watch the pay-per-view together. Excuse me, the premium live event. And then uh, new interviews are up right now, guys. Check out that interview with Cody Rhodes. I got really great positive reactions for that. Uh, Cody Rhodes' interview, Brandy Rhodes' interview, Chelsea Green, Kevin Patrick, Diamond Dallas Page, Matt Cardona, Eric Young, all brand new interviews. Also, the All Elite Crate Unboxing video. If that's your kind of video. You can check that one out too. There's all types of content here on this channel for you guys to check it out. Uh, please go check it out. Um, also, today, I've been promoting that I'm pushing my Facebook more because I found out that you can make some decent money on Facebook. I didn't know. Now I feel like a loser that I wasn't promoting it this entire time and people are making money on Facebook. I'm not. Uh, please, please. Go to my Facebook, Denise Salcedo. Uh, There's requirements that I have to meet before I can get certain monetization settings. And one of them is I need 5,000 followers and I only have 1,600. So please go there, click the follow button, check out some of the content there because I'm trying to get my Facebook page monetized. Uh, Other than that, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. And I will catch you guys here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite Conversation with Righteous Reg. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye, everyone.